all welcome along to the Reaction Podcast, where for the first time, it seems like in a decade, fittingly, with it coming to the end of the 2010s, we have a win to talk about. Um, I'm your host for the evening, Mickey Loff, and I'm travelling back from the game with Stephen Goldsmith. Um, Stephen, what do you think of the day? Well, we'll just do a quick one for people, because we don't want to be accused of just reacting negatively, don't we? Um... It was good, it was good, and you know, let's just park everything about the manager and about the protest and all that stuff. Take the game in isolation, best we've played in a while, if not all season. Um, Move the ball quickly, won the second balls, played with purpose, conceded a poor goal, but maybe that's a a given. So, um, if we're talking about the game in isolation, I think we played really, really well. Yeah, definitely, and I think the day was really pleasing. For the first time in a while, I felt as though everybody was kind of united. I think the fans, I think you've got to give them 10 out of 10 today, absolutely outstanding. There's been a lot of talk recently about them, the fans perhaps being toxic or stuff like that, but today from minute one, they really got behind the team and there were some really good scenes at full time when the players came over to celebrate with the fans and we've not really had a moment like that for a while. I agree with Stephen, I think that is the best we've played in a long time. Um, I think um, standout performances, I think, I know he got the goal as well, Lyndon Gooch, I thought he was excellent. What do you think of him, Stephen? Lyndon Gooch, definitely, and Denver Hume, and they are linked up really really well on the left hand side we, we, we all knew that we missed Gooch's uh, intensity uh, his intent and he scored a really really good goal Denver Hume was excellent as well um, I thought that and we were just saying this before we started recording George Dobson's an interesting one because I, he's only 21 I'm still prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt but at the moment he doesn't appear to quite have the quality that we need but he's perhaps the right kind of player that we need. We, we, we've discussed Ledbetter a lot, um, but his legs, and he, he makes the right runs, and he, I think he has the right ideas, he just can't execute them well enough, but his legs certainly help. It's better than having two sitting midfielders, we, we, we can't deny that, and, and we, got, we, we got about them today. I think, again, it's a little bit of a frustration, in a way of a way that um, we'll play today, because as you say in isolation it's a really good performance but against Bolton why did we play so narrow and why did we set out so defensively when it's proven that if you play like that we don't ask for much as a fan base all we did we got first to second balls we stretched the play where possible we played direct football but it was with a purpose we managed to get Charlie White into the game a lot more like you say the wingers got involved and it was just a really really good performance all around so why do you think it's taken so long for the penny to drop? I'm not sure and I, I thought it was interesting that the um the players all sort of dropped to the knees at the end of the game like they were absolutely knackered didn't they and I, I don't know what to make of that is does it suggest they don't they're not they haven't been putting that effort in every game um, that they were given all they possibly could today which is all we expect of fans but it was you know the reaction from the players was almost like that was some sort of meaningful game I mean I guess it was if it's going to stop the rot we might like we might look back on this game and say it is meaningful but what I mean is a, a game carrying some prestige almost like a playoff semi-final or something the, the way they celebrated with the fans and dropped to the knees they, they needed that and the relief was evident so like I say I, I don't know why it's not been covered every game um, again we will we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the game for as long as we can because I don't want to put any sort of negative spins on it um, but this is everything you expect your Sunderland players to provide or produce, bare minimum. 
yeah definitely and I think that not to be too negative about it that must be the standard now every single game going forward it's no good kind of turning around now and saying that oh well like that was a good performance and like we're going to be fine now because we're not fine we're still way below in the table where we're supposed to be and we still need to go on to a great run to put ourselves in contention for the playoff never mind automatic so as I say I'm absolutely over the moon with how we've played and the result but as I say every single week now that must be the standard we can't allow that standard to drop starting with the Fleetwood game um, so with that in mind do you think that we're going to have to really freshen it up given how tired the players looked at the end of the game today or do you think that Fleetwood's had a game as well therefore we shouldn't be at a disadvantage well you would think in League 1 the don't generally teams don't have the the squads to, to rotate like you would see in the Premier League for example um, I think it's interesting that Wolves in the Premier League when talk about Premier League teams keep all their key players to the games after they played uh, Fleetwood I, I don't know I, I don't know enough about their squad to see how they will rotate what I would say is it seems that Charlie White is so pivotal to the way we are playing now um, again missed a really really good chance today still lacking in quality in some areas ran himself into the ground so you, you can't fault his, his effort or his endeavour I, I would suggest that if that's to be the standard we set now and that's to be the bare minimum the way we play I would find it difficult to see one of the other centre forwards we have in the squad yeah. play like that and we, we, we've, we've seen it before when when Grigg and McNutley played up front and we were just launching the ball in the air it didn't work yeah, I completely agree. And I think the reason I ask that question is because we were talking before about um, how the tempo was much better today. We were a lot quicker, we moved the ball a lot quicker, the quality of the balls forward were a lot better. And we were kind of wondering why that was. And we both kind of suggested that it was because Ledbetter wasn't in the side. So I'm really, really keen for us to go with that same midfield three again on um, when we play Fleetwood because I think they were absolutely vital in the winter day so apart from Gooch and the other lads were mentioned do you think that um, anyone particularly stood out for prayers today? Uh, Jordan Willis had a good game again I thought uh, although we I would have to see their goal back but we were sliced up and far too easily I know a couple of people in the group chat disagreed with me I thought the keeper was at fault or not at fault but I thought he should have done better for the goal um, because the only the only place in the goal that player can score is the near is McLaughlin's near post. I don't think he covered it well enough. Um, but but I, so I would have to see the goal back. To, but generally, the defenders defended quite well. I thought Lynch had a decent game. I thought Willis played well. Um, Denver Hume definitely the standout with Lyndon Gooch. Charlie White played well. Max Power got about and, and, and did his job. There wouldn't be one player I would say you would look at the end of that game and say he didn't play well because. Although I've just criticised McLaughlin for the goal, he, he made a couple of really important saves and, and generally had a good game, I thought. So, it's yeah, we're in this uh, strange position, Mickey, where we're, we're analysing a win and I can't really find many negatives to, to talk about. And that's good, along may I continue. Oh, without a doubt. I do agree, though, that I feel McLaughlin was at fault for the goal because I was stood the day literally in line with the goal line. So um, when, when the ball came across and when he hit the shot, my instant reaction was, oh, he's going to save that. 
Um, and then I was kind of disappointed to see the ball end up in the back of the net. But like I say, he recovered well, and I think he was absolutely fine generally. I think it was a, I think it was just a complete performance today. I don't mean that in a kind of total football sense, but what I mean by a complete performance is that everybody grafted for each other. It wasn't the case of um, individuals build us out or anything like that. It was just more of a case of everybody did the job and stuck to the task really well. And I think that's the first time I've seen us play with real tempo and intensity since the uh, Tramia game. Yeah, and, I, and, and 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 that's what we've got to think about. That's what we've got to factor in. You know, the, the Tranmere game, and we spoke and we reacted after that in the pub after the game and said, that was everything that was missing from Jack Ross's side. There was um, there was intent. With the, they played with the handbrake off. And then the more the games went on under Parkinson's short reign so far, it became clear that actually, I'm not sure that was instruction. I think that was the players maybe naturally or instinctively playing with the handbrake off and Parkinson's actually put the handbrake on way more or way tighter than Jack Ross ever did so it's you know it'll be interesting to see how they react from this because I would hate for them to now go back in their shell and for Parkinson to get them on the training ground say actually lads you were a little bit loose off the ball I didn't want you to play that way because you you never know do you you never know how the players have reacted you know, are, are they following the manager instructions? Are they are they going out and playing this way off their own bat? You don't know, and, and and only time will tell with that. Hopefully, now that's the turning point. And if we start getting that every game, then maybe we're all moving to a happier place. You would certainly hope that Parkinson's learnt a lot today about um, like Sunderland and what it's like to be at a club like Sunderland, because that the day the support that the players received was actually, I think, above and beyond what we deserve because that's just like one good performance in isolation but like I said from the start the players really got behind them and if I was stood in the dugout today even if I had kind of like my principles and the way I want to play football I'd be looking at the reaction of the crowd today and think bloody hell if I can get the fans galvanised to that extent if we play like that again nothing spectacular but just winning second balls and doing the right things I'll be looking at that and thinking dear me like that would make my job a hell of a lot easier if I just kind of set my size up to play like that with that intensity so as I say I really hope the part and he's kind of learnt a little bit today that he can he can turn this around I know that we say that he's like really far gone but if we can string a run of wins together and kind of get us in around the playoff places again then people will be galvanised um, as I say I don't think for one minute our season has turned around off a battle one game but I certainly think that it's given us a little bit of a platform to build off um, so have you got any kind of closing comments to make yeah, well, like I say you know yes that should be bare minimum uh, I'm not going to pretend that my stance has, has changed on the, on the manager on the owner at the moment they need to do a lot more than that but it was nice to enjoy a game as a fan and like you said the fans did get behind the team and it's not in doubt we don't ask for much the fans are running on the pitch to celebrate with the players when we score a second goal at Doncaster after 65 minutes. As you've said, if that doesn't give them a snapshot into what can be achieved here by very little, really, because all we ask for is that effort and to think like, and we, we go back to that Accrington game where we won 3 1, and like, seems like, you know, the glory days now, doesn't it? <laughs> when, when, you know, we were saying that they are playing with a handbrake on, but that was us reacting to what we've seen and the players in that game could have produced more than they did and they, and they didn't today I don't feel like they could have and we won the game 2-1 and yet um, a lot more satisfied and yes of course we've been losing every week so that will um, have an impact on that but generally all you want as a fan is to walk out of the game and think 
every single one of those players ran themselves into the ground today bare minimum that's what happened can't stop now otherwise we're just going back to square one yeah I think just to summarise I think it's the first time particularly away from home I've had a nice time at the match In I can't even remember I think you're probably going back to last season um, speaking of pitch invasions when um, some idiots ran on the pitch at Rochdale who were name, nameless but as I say um, all good today hopefully we can replicate that against Fleetwood uh, actually one thing I, I do want to bring up um, and again we're not going to try and be negative but uh, Joel Lynch's reaction at the end it looked like he was coming over and doing the the fist pumping thing and the fans reacted to it but as I give him a cheer it looked like he cupped his ears to me and he could piss off with that like frankly yeah 100% agree as I say like just because we've um, had one good result and one good performance it doesn't mean that we can kind of create this wedge because I think one of the great things about the day was the togetherness from everybody so it was disappointing if um, he has done that that's certainly the way I interpret it was a bit of a ear cup and a little bit of a fuck you to the fans kind of saying where's that been it's not really necessary yeah when when we should be saying where's that been well, a final mention for Oz Turk and that glorious handball that's called taking one for the team that is on the halfway line I, I think I just went I think I just instinctively said, did he just have ball that there? Then somebody says he's just slam dunked it, man. So, like, uh, fair play. That's taken one for the team, all right, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely wonderful. It was a thing of beauty, that was. It was, and they absolutely riled some dunk after Darv that we bumped into in somewhere. <laughs> who was um, saying, he was actually um, having to go to Sunderland fans for applauding that and saying that we were basically applauding cheating, but that's football, more shit we for me, that's what we need to see. Yeah, he was quite bitter him, wasn't he? It was, um, he thought they deserved a draw, at least a draw, or maybe more, which like, we both just immediately said to him, what, what, remind me of the chances he created? Because their goal came from nothing. I know they had a shot that flashed just wide before the score, but, you know, McLaughlin had a couple of saves, but come on, that was, that was a convincing 2-1 as you ever going to see he also said that we had two shots and scored two goals which is just objectively wrong but if you're from Doncaster you've got to be bitter aren't you so I guess so I guess so right on that note um, sorry to any bitter Doncaster fans yeah, but we, cheap, cheap point scoring for us there yep yeah, but we've we've had a lovely old time today and I hope you all have a lovely old night thanks a lot for listening